You Can Try podcast. I'm Penny Wilkin from You Can Coaching and on this podcast I'm going to talk to all sorts of people who share my passion for swimming, cycling and running and anything pretty much in between. Today I'm going to talk to Caroline Saxon who's a passionate open water swimmer and ice swimming champion and she's going to share all of her tips and experiences about how to get into winter swimming. So hello everyone, uh, just thought that's that um, Caroline and I would get together to talk a bit about cold water swimming, winter swimming and all of the things that Caroline likes to do. So I'm just going to hand over to Caroline to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your swimming story and your swimming journey. Hello, Um, I'm Caroline and I have been swimming outside for the last 15 years. Um, I'm only 28 so that kind of... uh, I've, I've been doing it since I was small enough to get chucked in a river. Uh, basically, my swimming coach at 13 told me that I was never going to make it in a, in a pool and I should get in a lake because I was big, which potentially gives you underlying issues later on in life, but uh, I was fine. Um, so I got thrown in a lake at 13 um, and thrown is basically what they did. We all rocked up at, at Bosworth Water in there. Uh, Leicestershire, Leicestershire, yeah. Um, and we just got in and swam 1,500 metres in our swimming costumes. Wetsuits didn't exist then. Um, open water swimming is predominantly non-wetsuit until FINA changed the rules recently off the back of some research. Um, anyway, that's a different story. Um, and then it kind of snowballed from there. Um, I upped the distance probably the year, or I'd have to ask my mum, but I'd say the year after the 5Ks. So doing 5Ks, uh, the Grand Prix series, um, which I won. I, I came third the first year I did it, um, and I swam the 5K in long course in Sheffield. Um, and then the second year of doing the Grand Prix series, um, I came second. So in the Grand Prix, Prix series, we had to swim a series of 5Ks in lots of different lakes, and basically like a normal Grand Prix, get the points, they add them up and you get a prize awarded at the end of the season. Um, but off the back of that, I got picked to swim for GB when I was 15. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's taken me a very long time to, to get over it and get through it, really, because we rocked up. It was in 2006, so it was a time when there were issues with money and the recession, and, and it wasn't really till 2008, but... Um, there wasn't really much support for swimmers um, and I got out halfway through my swim because I got seasick um, and the team manager turned around to me and said, Caroline, I'll be in touch. He never was. They just disappeared and they didn't speak to us. Um, so, but I'm a bit bloody minded and decided I wanted to carry on and keep going. Um, so the next year I, I won the Grand Prix and I still didn't get picked by British Swimming to go back on and get given another opportunity. Um, and I just felt found when you're 15, you've got you're doing your GCSEs and A levels and that kind of stuff. It's really difficult to try and keep it up um, when you've also lost your identity and you've lost who you knew. Um, so I just gave up through the towel in I think probably about 18. I was just so demoralised with the way we were being treated, um, and we never, no one ever came and and said, said sorry or, or said um, this is why you're not on the team. I, I'd, I'd done everything that I could think of swimming wise to try and get back on, but they just never gave you the chance again. And I thought that was a bit brutal. Um, 
I had a, a series of being really quite un unwell. Um, I, I was very lucky that I had my mum and my family around me to pick up the pieces because I, I, I was on antidepressants. I had people that was counselling me and supporting me through it. Um, and then I just forward going to uni because that bit in the middle is a little bit horrible. Um, Pre-uni, I worked as a teaching assistant in primary school, which I absolutely loved. Um, and then decided to go to uni and join the swimming team because it was a way to keep fit. Um, didn't enjoy it that much um, for various reasons. Um, and it wasn't until I was doing, I did my master's and then, then I got a job in property. So that was it. Just before I went and did my master's, I had a week off and I went on a swim trek to Montenegro. Um, and it was amazing. I called the, the guy up that runs it the, the day, probably the week before. And he says, oh, I've seen you've got a swim trek. Can I come, please? And can I have your last base? He says, oh, um, have you been training? No. Uh, have you got any airport experience? Eh, a little bit. Um, and I said, by the way, I'm not going to be wearing a wetsuit and I'm not bringing one. I don't own one. It's not what I do. Um, and he says, oh, well, we, um, our guys often say it's mandatory. It's like, well, if it's mandatory, that's fine, but I'm not wearing one because I don't want to. So we did the trip and I had the nicest time ever. And I was sharing a room with Maggie, who was 60. I think she was in her 60s and I was 24 and I was the youngest. And she, we just had a really nice time. She was a complete stranger and I was the youngest. She was the oldest and we swam in some amazing places. Um, and it just made me like swimming again, really. So... When I started my grad job, there was a 2K um, a swim event as part of a corporate triathlon. So I entered it um, and trained for it, which is how I found Cliff Lakes. Um, I had to have that goal to try and get back into open water because I didn't have the guts to go uh -huh. that. And it took me about 18 months to actually hook up the courage to go and swim again. Um, I've been having some... Um, some help and mentoring from um, a lovely lady with Faye, who unfortunately is no longer with us, when I was at uni. Um, and she said, try and go back, because we talked about what I enjoyed about it and that kind of stuff. So um, I wrapped up at Cliff Lakes in April time, said to Jason Susie, oh, I'm not wearing a wetsuit. And they thought I was crazy. Um, and I haven't ever worn a wetsuit there, really. Um, at the end of that season, I asked them if, if I could swim through the winter. And they said, you can if we have a winter club. So we formed Winter Club. And then we just had a journey of learning about how people are in, in the lake. And I don't think I can coach somebody in anything unless I can do it myself. So I got in every session, learned about how to deal with with cold water and now I just teach people what I've experienced and it just snowballs I found the ice of GB event online um entered it qualified to go to Russia in more months last year I've done since rejoining swimming again I've done two ice miles um I've won the um the ice GB women's championships like uh, twice and then went to Russia and a really really cool trophy which lives down here on my windowsill from uh, the ICGB Championships. Well, okay. Cool. So you can tell us a bit about that more in a minute. So tell yeah. me, um, why don't you like wearing a wetsuit? Um, because it defeats the point of open water swimming, in my opinion. So um, I, think, I think it's great for grassroots 
but that for me, open water swimming is about experience, it's about being cold, it's about feeling, feeling the water, it's about being at one with nature. Um, and I can see their point and purpose in triathlons, but I don't in open water swimming because it takes away so much of the enjoyment. And it's actually, I think it's more dangerous having someone in a wetsuit in the winter. They, they can't feel cold as much. Okay, all right. Well, we'll so hold that thought. We'll, we'll come, come on to that. Um, so tell me, when you were a kid and, and you were doing your 5K and you were racing in the, um, in the league and everything, so you were like swimming every day, were you twice a day, swimming in a club, were you? What sort of things did you do? Um, I swam for Stafford Apex. Um, and then um, my lovely coach left um, and I dual club with another little club called Market Drayton in Shropshire, which is nearer to our home. Um, and I had a fabulous coaching team. I had Ted, Keith, and John. Um, John still gives me grief now, bless him. Um, but eh, it's deserved. Um, I was swimming twice a day, uh, preschool, post-school. My mum was taking me. My mum was going to the gym when I went swimming. Um, and so I was in the pool at 6.30 every morning before school and in the pool after school. Uh, we trained, I can't remember how many, about 80k a week. 80k a week, wow. Yeah. yeah um and it was very um uh, brute force and ignorance yeah 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 but you okay. take all way and you know not surprising you struggled right because there's you know a gap in your life and, and yeah purpose and belonging and identity and all of those things and because it was brute force and ignorance training i have had to learn to swim quite a few times um so yeah. pick injuries and we were using hand paddles a lot and you lose a feel for the water so quickly. Um, so it was whilst we, I, we were huge. Um, yeah. My shoulders were massive. I look like a man. <laughs> so tell us um, a little bit more about um, why you like cold water swimming in particular. And, and, you know, what is that? You know, so tell us a bit about what you do at the moment and where you swim. Um, so at the moment, I, well, I swim and... We run the um, ice, well, cold water swimming sessions at Cliff Lakes um, every Saturday. Uh, we're there 10 to 11. Well, we were until lo uh, lockdown. Um, and for me, that, those sessions are great for me to coach, but I get so much out of it because I meet amazing people. I meet people like Alan, who Alan White is an incredible person. He's swimming and he's like he will be in the 80s, 84 category next year. And people like him really inspire me. And, and the Bruce's that come down and Steph and, and people that come down every week that get to laugh and enjoy it. And that's what it's about. It's, it's not about um, pushing yourself. It's about going in and swimming with like-minded people in cold water. It takes a hell of a lot of guts to get into something that's under five degrees. Um, and then I kind of split it as well, um, where I have a couple of my swimmers, we've got Neil, and Dave and Steve, who I personally think could race in, in ice swimming. Um, I got Neil to race this year and Kevin as well. Um, Kev Wright um, raced it at the, the GB Champs. And it was incredible to see when people have focus and a goal, how their mentality changes, particularly in Kev. Like he was struggling last year to get in and he'll, he'll admit that, that he was having issues with getting into the water. But the minute that he changed his mentality, I'm training this swim and we, we taught him about how getting in and going quickly um he's, his swimming's come on so much this year it's been been incredible to watch 
Um, but at the same time, I swim either before or after selfishly so that I can get my training in. Um, and I didn't answer the question about ice swimming. Um, so ice swimming... Yeah, what, so what are the temperatures? I mean, you swim all year round, right, regardless of the weather. Or, yeah. or is it ever too cold to swim? Never too cold to swim. So um, the coldest I've swum was in Mormans, which is in the Arctic Circle. So when we got there, it was, I think it was, it was minus double digits and the water was zero. And we got in in just our cozies. Um, but in England, we don't tend to get that cold. So the coldest I've done in England was 1.8. Um, but an ice swim is anything under five degrees where you're not wearing a wetsuit. So just in a swimming costume with, with a swimming hat and goggles, earplugs, if you wish. Um, and it, it's just, a way, it wakes you up a little bit. It's really addictive. Right. And... Yeah. John, how long do you swim for? So typically, um, yeah, what have people been doing at Cliff Lakes through the, through the winter? Um, so Alan's got a very handy little guide. You double the temperature and that's your time that you're in. However, that's where I find it interesting because you can push that bit after. So the, your benchmark for any new people is double the, double the temperature, that's your time. Um, and they're done... It's fully lifeguarded, fully coached. We've got staff there to watch people. And if they, they, they do start to push themselves, we've got the facilities after to, to, for them to recover. Um, so I've done 40, 15 minutes in zero. Um, and I've done 28 and a half minutes at three, three-ish, three-ish for my ice mile. Um, but every week I was doing at least 20 minutes. Um, I'm not a very big person, so I do sometimes shiver quite a lot. I get, I do struggle with after drops, but I think the more that you swim in these kind of temperatures, the, the more that you learn about yourself. And it does, you shouldn't be about pushing yourself, going in every week and saying, this week I want to better myself, because you've, it's, it's more about the, your physical experience. I've had swims, I've got in, and it's been hideous. So I've got in and I've got out because I haven't enjoyed it. And it, it's about enjoyment, listening to your body, um, and not being stupid and not being stubborn. Yeah, I think that's really interesting about, um, you know, thinking about your experience rather than the time, because that would be typically my mindset. OK, well, it was eight degrees and we did 10 minutes. So next week I'm going to try and do at least 10 minutes or, you know, another minute or whatever. But, yeah, I think that that's, you know, you know really good advice to think about how your body feels. So, Gon, um, what would be your tips and advice for somebody that was going to start winter swimming so maybe next year or or um yeah yeah you know think i get cold i i struggle with the cold you know what would be your tips for getting used to it um tip number one is respect the ice have because so many people don't they, they come in and they think i can do this i can get in and i can push myself massively don't just get in and just if you just get in and, and get, get up to your neck brilliant that's a lot more than other people have done is number one number two ditch your wetsuit far easier far far easier because when when you're cold you put on gloves and socks and hat the last thing that's the last thing that's going to go is your core what a wetsuit does is it exposes your glove your hands your feet your head and it doesn't protect it protects your core so it completely reverses what we're trying to do in winter swimming um and you'll get a lot more out of it is it, that's that's point two Point three, go and find somewhere which is doing organised swimming sessions in the winter with staff. Don't just rock up on a river. Um, and 
I know that, that swim and tonic as well, it offer lots of swims, but for a first time, I really, really would recommend going and seeking out a lake where there's a proper coach um, that can teach you how to do it. Because even if you're in a group of experienced people, sometimes they'll be concentrating more on you rather than on themselves. And, and that can, I, I've, I've, I've done it and I've got colds. Um, and if particularly if you're in a place that's got no rewarming facilities, um, mm-hmm. then you, you can be in, in trouble. So put yourself first, go to a lake, go and get taught. Um, like we do it at Cliff. Um, Leon Fryer up at um, Swim Your Swim in Doncaster, he does it up there as well. And there's a lake up, up by Sheffield. Um, and there are other lakes around that, that do offer sessions, but I know that they're coached and fully staffed. Um, and, and I do recommend them and Leon's great. Um, and also, it's all about breathing. But then life is, isn't it? So, yeah, breathe through it, in through your nose, out through your mouth. You can't do anything until you've regulated your breath. Um, it's like yoga in water. It's just cold. Okay. And what about getting in? So this is the bit that I'm terrible at. So, you know, I'll go to the lake and I'll get out of the car and I'll just go, shit, am I really going to get in there? And then get my cosy on and I stand there going, do you help? And then I sort of get in a little bit and everyone else gets in and I'm still standing there going, shit, whose idea is this? And still everyone else has got in and I'm still standing there going, bloody hell. <laughs> um, but, but some people, you know, I mean, I might well have just not got in, right? You know? Yeah. And that's that's more important than even even attempting it. Some people don't, but I'm really stubborn, and I ensure that if one of my students is going to try, they're going to do it. Um, so I was really proud of ourselves the other day. We had 100% non-wetsuit rate at the cliff for the first time ever. So I was really pleased with that. But anyway, sorry, I digress. I'm too questioned. So I've got a little bit of a, a spiel that I say every single time someone comes to lake. Um, I personally like getting in down the steps, um, but sometimes that's not possible. And um, the steps mimic our races, so you have to get in. Um, so as you're getting in, splash your wrists, splash your neck. Your blood's are coat closest to your skin, wrists, neck. So it lowers your core. So it's, it means that you don't, um, you don't shock really. There's no, there's no gasp. Um, as you're walking in, because most of the time it will be a walk-in entry, um, the three hardest bits to get in, bit, tits, pits. So you have to breathe through each bit. So when you get to your thighs, nice big breath in, exhale and get your bits in. You'll have found that your legs have gone hot. The bit I hate is pits because it's worse than bits. Well, tits and pits actually. Um, So take one exhalation and you can either do it all in one go or just do it in stages. And once you're there, grab your toe float and lie on your back and do a star float. Because this bit here is an absolute nightmare to get in at your back. Um, And toe floats are great because they'll just roll you into that position and, and then lie back. In that position there, you, you can, it's so relaxing, you can get your breath back. Um, it takes about 20 breaths to get acclimatized, and once you feel acclimatized, just do some head up breath stroke and just sink your head in. And invest in some earplugs, that, not that I can talk, because I don't really wear them apart from when I'm racing, but um, yeah, invest in earplugs. <laughs> Okay, cool. And what about um, gloves and socks and stuff? Do you, you know, lots of winter swimmers wear those? What, what's, what's your view on that? I personally don't, but that's because I can't race in them. Um, and I know a lot that do. Um, and I think if you like them, wear them. 
if you don't like them don't wear them it will make you it makes it a lot of people say it makes it easier um i've i put i've never found that but everyone has a different experience and um, i think also because i'm um know that i can't wear them to race i don't um and a neoprene hat isn't cheating so if you, you're struggling with brain freeze, get a neoprene hat and then put another one over the top yeah okay top tip and then um so like how long does it take to get used to it to climatize to it um i'm five seasons in and i still pull faces when i get in and i still swear so um i think I think every single swimmer is different. I know I'm acclimatized. I know I can do it, but some weeks I get in and it's absolutely horrendous and I hate it, but then I feel better after. So, um, just persevere. And if you really hate it, don't do it. But if you really love it, then you'll just keep doing it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's everyone's, everyone's so different. I think in with it all. So just like, I mean, our season might all be on hold. I mean, who, who knows what's going to happen. Uh, but say, for example, so I've got a couple of channel teams, relay teams going this year. And I've got a couple of people training for channel solos, right? Um, early in the season. Yeah, yeah. So one of my teams should be swimming um, mid-June. And I'm sure for like you, you'd be going, um, well, it's not actually that cold. But for my swimmers, it will be quite cold. So they won't have swam all winter. We're supposed to be doing it without a wetsuit. Uh, and early in June, the sea is still quite cold, right? Yeah. Uh, any tips? You, you know. Yeah. Oh. Turn your heating off. Turn your heating off, okay. Turn your heating off. Okay. And just uh, used to being cold. As, as people, we are scared of being cold. Yeah. Um, so just, just make your life slightly more uncomfortable. Um, have a cold shower. Don't put the heating on. Um, it's it's annoying that we can't swim but we can't swim so we're gonna have to find other other methods of doing it um before more months i just didn't turn the heating on and i kept the window open and that kind of stuff a lot of swimmers had ice baths but i'm not that committed it sounds horrendous didn't want to do it can't think of anything worse um but i was having cold showers and um, the water in your tap i think it's about 12 degrees um, I think, I don't know, I, um, I've never tested it, but that was the rumour. Um, so if you have a cold shower, that will probably replicate the channel at that kind of year, maybe a bit colder. Um, and don't be scared of being cold. We can warm you back up after and remove that from your head. Temperatures, it, a lot of people get hung up on temperature, but it's just a number. Yeah, yeah. And so just kind of throw that out the window and just, Think of it, swim your own, well, swim your swim, as Leon says. And I'm a firm believer in that, and he's completely sorted a lot out for me. You go in and you swim your own swim on that day. Yeah, 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 I like that, yeah. Without expectation, you've got no disappointment, so. Focus on the process. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's been a spanner that's been thrown in the works, isn't it? And we've going to have to make do and get running. Running your shorts, running your swimsuit. John Meyer, actually, John Meyer. Shout out to him because he's crazy and I love him a lot. And he was running around. He's run around in his swimming trunks. And Donnie yeah. runs around. He cycles in his swimming trunks. That's crazy. That but is crazy. You could, you could do that if you want. <laughs> so what else have you been doing instead of swimming? Um, I've been running. Um, I've been doing yoga with Adrienne on YouTube, which is lovely. 
I well I joined a ballet class in January so beginners ballet class because I can't appreciate what it's like for an adult to learn a new skill that's completely alien so I thought to improve myself as a coach I'd push myself out my comfort zone and learn something that's completely ridiculous in yeah. my for my body and I'm like I'm like Optimus Prime and the minute that they give us tutu I will be Optimus Prime in a tutu so I've been doing that a bit um and I made a wobble board out of my wakeboard so anyone that sees me down the lake will know how addicted I am to throw myself around the lake on the back of a wire and doing stupid tricks so I got my foam roller and I put a wakeboard on top of it and was just making making a little balance board um yeah, and that's about it, really. It's a bit weird, isn't it? What have you been up to? Well, that's similar sort of stuff. I mean, I don't probably... I mean, how often do you swim? So, so I would normally only swim about three times a week anyway. Um, yeah, which is still enough. But my... And, you know, I do all of the running and cycling stuff. So my view is I'm trying to spend as much time doing other things as I would have spent swimming. So, yeah, yeah like either two yoga classes a week and... A circuit training in the back garden or something something um but yeah i mean just an opportunity to work on you know my back stiff my shoulders are stiff a bit of flexibility a bit of stability you know stuff like that but yeah i mean you miss the feeling of the water isn't it and yeah. the people you see in the pool or the people that you see at the lake you know that's that's what's kind of missing yeah, so I swim for Birmingham Masters um, twice a week because I don't really have enough time because of the weekend that I'm I'm in the lake. Um, and we've downloaded um, the Adidas Runtastic app and we've now got a leaderboard. And that is so, it, it's making me run because I don't want to be at the bottom. I'm too competitive. I cannot be at the bottom. <laughs> so I've been going out for a run. Um, but I can't, I can't really ride a bike, which is, and my bike's, broken so i've not been doing that um but yeah that's about it really and that's like with a bit of yoga a bit of ballet balance boards and all sorts of things you're kind of keeping yourself busy learning something a bit of a challenge you know yeah. it's those keeping a routine going isn't it Keep, keeping connected with your friends from swimming you know it's that that sort of thing isn't it yeah. so um so just kind of wrapping up now we've got one last question here could did you manage to think of a funny or embarrassing story from training or swimming? Um, I have one about myself, but I actually can't say it because it's, it's, it's really disgusting. Um, so, um, well, I'm, I'm I, gonna... In swim and tonic, you know, with what tips, wind and balls to the breeze and everything else, I think everything's fair game. Um, I'll, I'll go with the funny one, the, the, the quite amusing one. So in the summer, um, I, um, I was approached by Neil Curtis, um, shout out to him because he's, he's just, one of our winter swimmers who's just become such so fun he's become a very good friend but he came up to me when he didn't really know me and went oh I want to do um swim the wits of the three widest lakes in Scotland England and Wales in the in 12 hours do you think you can do it I looked at him and of course we can so we did um so we swam it, it was a group of friends so myself um Neil um Evan Neil's friend so they kind of swam together John Myatt and my friend Lars Mack, who is in Germany, who has a lovely swim and tonic hat, because I gave it to him when I met him in Murmansk. Um, we, we did it all of them solo. Um, we did the first width of Lomond, it's 9k, so we had a couple of kayakers, um, ended up swimming 10 because quite difficult to sight 9k in the, in the other side. 
Um, then we did the width of Derwent water, um, which is lovely. So did that. At this point, I had the worst costume hickeys in the world. I, the chafe on my pits was unreal. Um, so I got into Bala at the end and I swam with my boobs out um, with four men and not a single one of them noticed until I was putting them back in when I got to the side. So this shows, firstly, how unobservant men are and secondly, how poor they all are at sighting. Um, so yeah, I, um, I swam with my boobs out across Bala. <laughs> yeah. Cool! So, I'm going to say thanks very much, Caroline. I'm going to, yeah, any, any questions, let me know or post a comment on the video or send us a message. And I'm sure Caroline or I will be, you know, really pleased to answer. That's it, folks. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back with episode number two, where I'll be talking with fellow Total Immersion Swim Coach, Sarah Hill. And we'll be talking all things water confidence and swimming for people who are fearful of water. Thanks a lot. Bye.